it's fine. You don't have to worry. This is not the nightly news. Look, we had a great episode last week. Pressure's off this week. Hey, welcome back to another episode of 1980s Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. Hey, my name's Will, and joining me, as always, are my friends and co-hosts, Kat and John. Hello. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> hey, uh, don't forget to catch John on his other podcast, because he's busy. He's hmm. a busy dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's true. He's doing mm-hmm. it. Did we say this already? He's doing it simultaneously with this show right now. So some of his responses may not seem to make sense mm-hmm. to us. Oh, yeah. But George right. and Mo get it. <laughs> right. Well, I have two earbuds, mm-hmm. one microphone, mm-hmm. talking to two groups of people. Right. So if in doubt, I just go, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just repeatedly. It works most of the time. I'm going to message Mo, find out what they, you guys are talking about mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And every now and then he's like, speaking of racism in the 80s. Oh. What? <laughs> Is that some slang see? from the South? It doesn't fit. Oh, I see. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Was, that for, us or, was yeah. that for us or George and Mo? What? You what may never know. Yeah. <laughs> now you got to listen to Jenix growing up to find out. That must be a nostalgia episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on today's show, you know, we're going to be talking about 1980s news. I'm going to tease those stories in just a moment. But this is one of those episodes mm-hmm. that uh, we're going to continue to talk about in the 1980s from the lens of my novel, which is set in the 1980s, which I am anxiously, mm-hmm. eagerly tearing through. John's got a lens right up, right up to his eye right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yes. And I'll just be direct with the audience. I had planned on speaking with someone who about this topic this, this week, or maybe a bonus Mm -hmm. episode with regard to this. And that didn't Mm -hmm. pan out. We'll say, I don't out people that, you know, ghost us until some later time. Usually it takes a year and then I'll tell you everything. Right. (laughs) Statute of limitations on calling shenanigans. Although the Patreon supporters, I usually tell them right away. You and this son of a bitch had me sitting at the computer waiting. I really need to become a patron so I can hear all this. <laughs> but anyway, so this week, and then when he, when he didn't show up, I was going through the list of things like, you know, hey, what can we talk about? And a lot of them were, seemed like a bummer to talk about right away. So instead, I'm going to share with you some, some stories that mm-hmm. I recall mm-hmm. from, the, mm-hmm. from the 1980s. My earliest experiences with, I'm just going to say breakdancing, even though I know B-boys and B-girls don't say breakdancing, they say breaking. Right. But in, in the mainstream, once the mainstream started talking about this dance craze, it became breakdancing, and that's how a lot of folks know. Yep. It. So I'll say it's quite easy yeah. to say that. Yeah, uh, breakdancing. My earliest recollections, and some of them, maybe the, the couple of stories I'll share. I think they directly influenced some of the stories in my my novel, which is a work of fiction. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but hey, before that, we're going to review current news stories related to mm-hmm. 1980s media, including, hey, you can trap your popcorn. There you go. Uh, Oh, you may be able to trap your popcorn at the premiere of uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Uh Stallone is, uh, oh, Rambo is over, Johnny. Over. Uh, Uh The Labyrinth sequel may have only been a dream. Mm. Yeah. All right, that's it. I I ran out now. Jennifer Beals reveals her uh, (laughs) iconic, the source of her iconic. Something about Jennifer Beals. Look from flashlights. All right, whatever. And there's time codes down in the notes if you'd like to skip straight to the news or to the end of the show. There's one for that too. (laughs) It's just, it's how long the show is. You just. The the eject button also works. Yeah. Now let's check in on Gen X grown up. Can can you hold your crickets? Hold your earbud up to the mic, will you? (laughs) Hey, a quick Uh announcement before we move on to the news. I wanted to share with everybody that on October 10th, so this week, depending on when you're listening to the show, Mm -hmm. author and prior guest Sky McDonald will publish her fourth book in her anti-bell series, Just Your Type. I guess the anti-bell. I always have to remember anti-bell, as in antebellum. Right. Because I want to say like anti-bell or Mm. say it in a way that's not consistent with the, you know, turn of phrase or the clever sort of pun it is, I guess. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and her book title, like so many of them, Just Your Type is also a play on, uh, so it's a wonderful play on what the story is about in that phrase. Because in this book, and I just got a little summary here, on paper, easygoing Megan with a secret and straight-laced Luke don't match. Online, however, inhibitions vanish and types 
You like types and types. Get redefined. The connection is real and real hot. Oh boy. Now this reminds me of her other book that we read, you know, which is from the set in the 1980s, The Not So Nice Girl, which is the first time he spoke to Sky. Yes. That was my entree into romance. And holy cow, that that book is just full of lots of different I mean, it's all over the place. The record yes. store. <laughs> I'm really saddened. Based on the title, I was hoping it was going to be like like making out in the blood mobile or oh. something. You know? Ah, oh. yes. Just in time for Halloween. Yeah. yeah something blood like that. Type. Like, are you typo? Yes. Me too. Let's make out. Wow. Uh, this, <laughs> because if I bite your lip, I can, you know, donate yeah. blood. That's that's why. I always wanted to do an episode ah. about, and I had some folks lined up for this that didn't work out a year or more, more ago, to talk about that nexus of horror and sex that was, oh. you know, mm-hmm. just well, really- Well, you were going to do that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I had a couple of folks lined up, scheduling didn't work out, and mm-hmm. I honestly, I think we just stopped following up with one another. Um, mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. odd to me. And in the 1980s, that was huge. You know, speaking of Halloween, which is yeah. coming up soon. But yeah. that you can, hose, <laughs> that, hose everywhere. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to get turned on in a, in a blood mobile. <laughs> it's a haunted blood mobile, yeah. turns out. Oh, in the very least because of the blood pressure change, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I actually made notes when you first suggested we were going to talk about that. Oh, you did? All right. You know, yeah. I'm going to look mm. up and see who we're, I think I know who we're going to talk to and uh, yeah. see if we can't work that out. That would be All cool. Right. Sometime early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should see her yeah. notes. Seven pages in that little yeah. book. <laughs> For the end of the show. All right. And hey, that's our show. There it goes. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hey, all right. That's. Oh, so there you go. Oh, oh, there's more. I want to tell you. So, can their steamy romance thrive in real life? Will dynamite digital chemistry survive its collision course with reality, or will everything blow Ooh. up in their faces? I actually met my wife online. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Did you have was, dynamite digital chemistry? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because, yeah. you know, I use one of these things. It was prior to all these apps. You know, now it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I don't know. It's so weird. It's like, a, I guess I just because I grew up at a different time, uh, I don't know that I could use an app that so, seems so cavalier about connecting with someone. It seems efficient. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Like, like right. an app, that specific purpose is to hook up, you mean? Like yeah. an, as opposed to, it's like going to a bar to meet someone versus we met at the library. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, we know why you're at the bar. Yeah. You've got that shiny shirt that's slid all the way down to the front. Yeah. We know oh. why you're at the bar. But the library, mm-hmm. just the glasses yeah. do it for me, I guess. So whatever oh, yeah. other reason. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Mm. Appreciate that. For noticing. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. What? Is that really a thing? What? Oh yeah. Glasses? Is glasses a real like oh, yeah. sexy I, thing? I thought it was just Scott. I, yeah. Can be. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was just your husband. Oh my God, cat's oh covering her eyes like you're, like you're undressing her eyeballs. <laughs> you're undressing her face. Oh, I'm this. secretly imagining you with no lenses in those. I'm imagining you taking your glasses. Well, I, don't, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Ooh, are those transitions? Are... <laughs> <laughs> Look how they're slowly changing color. <laughs> really hot. <laughs> Ooh, read the menu again with them down on your nose. Well, what else? Mm. Oh, look over the top of them. Mm. <laughs> well, that's our show. Yeah, we can't. Cat's not even going on the camera now. Huh. She's broken again. She's ducking uh, out of the way. Oh, she's back without glasses. Okay. <laughs> Somehow her hair is different too. What's happening? Yeah, that is a thing, Kat. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, wow. Which, you know, shows me a lot of things. One, I guess, you know, you don't have that particular, uh, I guess, turn on. Although your husband does wear glasses too, right? Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Or, mm-hmm. He does mm-hmm. wear glasses. I, I I, personally never thought of them as one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But, um, but one time he wanted to come along with me to an eye doctor appointment to help choose. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> like, Ooh. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> Your optometrist is like Victoria's Secret for your husband. <laughs> He's like, cat, it's got to be these. It's yeah, got yeah, yeah, to yeah. be these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is He's the- not just an Aldi fan. He's John, a what a- please, fan. oh, please, oh, please buy these. Oh, God. John, what is the equivalent of a thong in eyewear? 
Is that a monocle? Oh my God. Bifocals? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> those, those little tiny readers from CVS, you know? Yeah, little, that's what I think. Yeah, the half yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. They leave nothing to the imagination. I can see your eyeball right over top of them. I can really, see really good. Uh, Kat's husband now walking into an eye doctor like, no, no, we told you. No, get out. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Banned for life. I do life. want to take my glasses off now, but I won't be able to see you. <laughs> John's looking at me anyway. We know what he meant. They want to wonder. Is this the news? What are we doing? Oh, anyway, so yeah. Oh, I met oh, my yeah. wife what online. Were we I met my about? wife online. So that was, yeah. And it was different because you, you had a, you know, you had a bio. You had lots of photos. You had interests. You had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was you had no a, swiping, right? No, no swiping. No. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. you could like thumbs up or thumbs down, but they, okay. the person never knew it. I think now even on the app, it's like, oh. 60% of people that look at me don't like me. I think you know these things. I mean. No. <laughs> they give stats I, like I, I that? I think so. I don't know. Oh, that's right. horrible. Anyway, anonymous oh stats. God. So you don't know who the thumbs ups were, right? I, yeah, wow. Or, hey, it worked out for me. <laughs> anyway, so check out Sky's new book. It's available this week. Hey, let's yeah. get caught up on 1980s news. All right. Hey, as this week in 1980s news and as reported by Ghostbusters News. The up, upcoming Ghostbusters sequel is reportedly getting a ghost trap popcorn bucket. Oh. Sold. John's <laughs> <laughs> already there in line waiting I mean, for it. Yep. John, yep. what other, so John, I mean, you brought this story to our attention and I knew immediately it's because mm-hmm. in particular, you tend to buy these collectible popcorn uh, items when you can. Right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think you can lose with them. They always appreciate in value because if you're speculating, yeah, it's 30, 40 bucks maybe, but they're gone mm-hmm. right away and you could flip them if you decide it was a foolish purchase. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, they're just cool to have. Okay. What was the- Yeah, you got they one. Had, they've had them for so many things. I got the one for the Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's like a oh, giant 20 sided die. die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a dice. Yeah. That's right. Or plus yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. an awesome prop. If there's no popcorn in it, it's- mm-hmm. It's a ghost trap. What's yeah. wrong with that? That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think, I think my, my challenge is always, I've never been to the, as of recent, been there early enough to get them. Usually I go and stay uh, like, oh, can I have one of the, it's sold out already? Oh, for some, you know? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a limited supply, it seems. Yeah. You kind of have to plan on getting one. Like, oh, I'll swing by yeah. the theater on opening day mm-hmm. when it's matinee <laughs> time and go in and get a popcorn bucket. You uh, know? That, right. That's your goal is just- Well, that's the that's the purpose for the trick. <laughs> Here for yeah. the popcorn? Yes. Yep. And uh, what movie you're seeing? Oh, I'm not seeing any movie. I just want the popcorn. <laughs> no, no. I'm Would you like it buttered or not? No, I don't want the popcorn. I just want the popcorn holder. <laughs> well, oddly enough, when I got the 20-sided die, yep. there was no uh-huh. popcorn in it. Oh. It was wrapped in a plastic what? bag, and then they gave you a box of popcorn. Oh. So oh they gosh. knew that people don't want it muddied up with oh. butter and crap. So they give you, here's your toy that's designed mm-hmm. to hold popcorn, air quotes, and here's your actual <laughs> popcorn. Yeah, okay. separately. So do you go into theater, unwrap it, and then fill it with popcorn, or you just know you take it home all pristine oh, no. in the wrapping? I just leave it as it is, okay. take it home. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you can take it home and clean it, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. The f- fewer dishes wow. I can do, the better. I think I'd want to use it. You want to use it at okay. the theater? I wonder. I probably would. I think I would want to use it. Actually, here's what I would do, because we go, and we get a big bucket, and we yeah. try to eat as much of it as possible before the movie starts, so we can go get our cheap <laughs> refill. And if there's more than, like- Two like, or three of us, like two people, oh, we okay. brought extra yeah, yeah, yeah. like soup can like a soup cup or something yeah. like pass so we it can down. distribute it. Pass it. It's like a fire brigade. Pass it down. <laughs> yeah, we pass just it fill down. It up and, yep, yep. Everybody, hurry up! And then, so I would want to use the special souvenir thing. I think uh, cats in the theater like Alec Baldwin. A B E always be eating. <laughs> She's just like you gotta keep <laughs> yeah popcorns for closers. Let's I mean, go get a refill. Cat is. <laughs> is there a situation where you get to the theater and you're like? I don't really feel hungry for popcorn or I just can't eat my 50% or my 25% of the bucket, assuming you're splitting this, it with just your husband. This is what happens. Cause I'm never like, oh, I have to have popcorn. Uh-huh. Scott has to have popcorn. Oh, me too. And then, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And he'll get it and he'll ask me like, oh, do you want some before we walk in? I'm like, nah, I'm fine. Uh-huh. And then mm. as soon as we sit down, I start eating it. Our marriage is on the line. <laughs> Cat goes from, I don't want popcorn to orchestrating the popcorn coup where I can get it all eaten quickly and get a free refill. (laughs) 
Popcorn Coo, great name for a band, by the Absolutely. way. That is a great name for a band. I yeah. always look askance. Is that a word? Like, I just but to someone who doesn't eat popcorn at the movies. Like, mm. like every time? Every time, John. Every time. It is every part time. of the experience. Oh, no. What if I'm doing nachos instead? Mm. Is that acceptable? Okay, that's fine. You know what? All right, John, let me rephrase what I said. Not eating anything. Okay. Will, do you walk around looking for people who aren't eating? Hey, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> This guy does not have popcorn, and this other dude keeps checking out women wearing glasses. Get them popcorn. He dumps out. a little popcorn on their head. Yes. There. Now you got some. Happy. Put these glasses on and hold this bucket of popcorn. Do you mind if I take a picture of you? Wear it like a hat. Mm, yes. A buttery, buttery hat. Still has no. It still has the wrapper on it. Just for you. Uh, Put on this monocle. Uh, <laughs> would you mind looking through this jeweler's loop? Oh. <laughs> they no longer. Good thing I had this ghost trap handy. <laughs> Don't look in the trap. Literally, do not look in the trap. Literally. <laughs> Honey, do not look in the Don't. trap. I'm not quoting the movie. We haven't moved past last week's episode, I see. Oh, no, it's just all one episode. Speaking of doing dishes. What are we talking about now? Who's that out? Sky's book. No, oh, no, no, no. This is about Ghostbusters. So, John, I need help understanding this. Okay. Talk about getting slimed. Oh. Cat. That's too far. Cat. Inappropriate. Too far. Too far. Wow. Definitely got to cut that out. <laughs> oh. I feel violated. Now sit back while I ask John about blow molded cups. <laughs> so Ghostbusters news credits user worth campaign 5860 who apparently what? once tipped them off in this way, in this sort of uh, vein before uh, because they, he, he, this user turned them on to the online store of a theater vendor named PCO. It's a vendor that supplies the types of things we're talking to theaters, you know, so popcorn containers, mm -hmm. cups, straws, et cetera, mm -hmm. and so on. And mm -hmm. items on their website show already the, it seems that the items that they're working on for the mm -hmm. upcoming ghostbuster sequel which included popcorn bags reusable cups straws and trays and this is what i'm not sure i think i could understand maybe blow molded and tin buckets mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. among the items that seemed interesting to me and noteworthy were the blow molded cups which they describe as mini puffed figural cups 45 ounces and blow molded bucket ghost trap popcorn container mm -hmm. So is sure. that just the form, like the type, how it's formed? I guess, yes. Maybe? Yeah. 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 I only know because I just read a script for celebrating yesteryear about blow molded oh, okay. Halloween toys. No yeah. way. Yeah. So I learned it's effectively, it's the way it's manufactured. Just like mm. a, like vacuum form okay. is a way That's of how you heat up plastic like. could do that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. blow molded, it's not so much yeah. injecting like liquid. I think it's like a, like a sheet of warmed plastic or whatever it is. And then there's air pressure blown into it. And then it opens up. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, much like the, the theater promotions, so much like they did with Afterlife, I think I said Afterlife earlier, I meant for the upcoming sequel, which was for called Firehouse now. But, uh, right, right, right. But sure. for Afterlife, they did something like this. And as we were mentioning, they, they seem to be distributed, as I learned, differently across different uh, theater chains. And, and mm -hmm. Ghostbusters News gives an example. They say in 2021, AMC had the Ecto-1 popcorn container, whereas Cinemark oh. got the mini puffed tub. John, do some folks travel, you think, from theater to theater getting these different items? I guess collectors, maybe? Do I think? Yeah. I know. Okay. I know people yeah. that go, well, I have to stop by Regency because they have the thing. Mm. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, it's not me. Yeah. Now, although I might take a special trip for the ghost trap, but that, typically yeah. I just get whatever's at my local theater. So you're yeah. going to hunt it out, hunt it down, figure out where it is. Yeah. It doesn't look like the ghost trap will hold much. Well, this one says ghost trap. Oh, 70 ounces. I guess I don't, I don't, I'm American. So I don't know what that means. You got to show me a jug of milk or a bottle of Pepsi for me to have any sense of this. Right. You need a comparator uh, yes. in order to understand what's well, about yes. the size. Uh, initially, we'll remind you that initially the movie was uh, slated to come out this December, but John predicted it would be mm -hmm. pushed back. And of course it's now not coming out until March 29th. Mm -hmm. Maybe the strikes, uh -huh. the strikes were cited, I should say, as a reason for the delay. But the good news is director Gil Kennan recently uh, shared that he had finished the first cut of the film. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hey, in other 1980s right. non Day Wanawanga news, <laughs> and as reported by Joe Blow. Day Wanawanga. 
can't even. Is there ever any non? It's the system does it. It's an it's AI. A, it's yeah. not mandatory. Yeah. Just Sylvester <laughs> Stallone says he's done with Rambo. And in addition to that 1980s film, he also said that he wished he directed Cobra himself. Uh, while chatting oh. with audiences at the Toronto <clears throat> International Film Festival, Stallone said, with regard to Rambo, Stallone said, they want to do another one, but what am I fighting? Arthritis? Poor <laughs> <laughs> sly. Okay. I can relate. Yeah. Mm. I'm fighting a reason to get up in the morning. <laughs> uh, although Stallone may be done playing Rambo, there have been rumors of a prequel which would take the character back to Vietnam. And after that okay. sentence, I was like, what is that movie going to be? Vacationing? <laughs> mm -hmm. Enjoying food? Uh, just a tour of all the greatest POW camps he was that, in? Yeah, yeah. just really delightful. Mm -hmm. But last November, Stallone told The Hollywood Reporter that he wanted to produce it like a, quote, Ken Burns documentary on Vietnam, end quote, and would feature a young Rambo. Quote, oh. he's this outgoing guy, football captain, and then you see why he becomes Rambo, end quote. And I say, yes, I want to see that movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Although, now that I think about how we really feel about Vietnam, and for decades now, you know, should we yeah. have really been there? I mean, who was the real right. aggressor in that sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would we want to see a young Rambo killing Viet Cong? <laughs> I mean, uh, we did that in the I'm, 80s, but that was close to t time and some folks- Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. I'd rather see the food comparison. Pho, yeah. have you ever had pho? Oh, it's yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah. A whole pho comparison mm. would I be had great. pho pho yeah. once, which was just a sandwich. <laughs> It's just fake, yeah. It was, you know, for the faux intolerant. Bologna and cheese. Uh, instead, however, Stallone explained that the studios want to make a modern day story where Stallone passes the torch. Which, that doesn't even make any sense. What? He doesn't have a torch. He's a reluctant hero that doesn't want to be doing what he's yeah. doing in the first damn place. What, right. what torch would he pass? Yeah. The torch of indignance? Here, here's how you can refuse to go on missions and then right. begrudgingly go and become mm -hmm. the hero, uh, unlike me because I'm old. That's right. ridiculous. The origin uh, story could be good. Yeah. And you could almost like, you could pull a mash and kind of like be about the Vietnam War, but not be about the Vietnam War. You mm -hmm. know how they were. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the Korean War. We swear. Yeah. It's what it's about. You know, kind of thing. Just, yeah, you really yeah. just need the character doing badass things with right. ambiguous enemies who aren't yeah. necessarily who they're supposed to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're right. And we could, uh, to what extent is necessary, retcon what actually happened and have us sure. fight oh, yeah. some, uh, yeah, mercenaries or something. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, Stallone also spoke to the audience at the festival about Cobra, the 1986 action movie in which he starred as police detective Marion Cobra Cobretti, which we talked about not too long ago was actually his original script for mm -hmm. Beverly Hills Cop when he was right. set to play the lead. Oh, yeah. Right. And then yep. the producers were like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's supposed to be light, a little light, more lighthearted nope. than this. Yeah. Not funny. Uh, so Sylvester Stallone at that point took his script and went home and made Cobra by himself, <laughs> but he didn't direct it. So uh, in spite of its cult oh. status, Stallone feels that it wasn't one of his best. Uh, saying, quote, Cobra to me was half-baked. I could have done better, but I wasn't concentrating enough. I felt as though that's something mm. I should have directed and I didn't, and I regret that. Half-baked hmm. Cobra. That sounds delicious. Uh, oh, yum. Yeah. <laughs> I regret that he made it at all. I mean, if he's going to time travel. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Stop or my mom will shoot. He didn't mention that. Mm. Hey, uh, in other 1980s news, let's see, here we go. Oh, mm -hmm. as reported by kind of, as reported by comic book news, director Scott Derrickson gives disappointing. Maybe I, I don't think it's disappointing. Uh, update no, on a labyrinth sequel. Oh, um, so we've been hearing about this as potential sequel to the 1986 uh, now cult classic since 2017. But mm -hmm. as of 2020, Derrickson was attached to the film. And this was after he directed the uh, first Doctor Strange film. Oh, okay. But yeah. since then, we haven't heard much. And while technically it's still in development, Derrickson isn't certain it will ever be made. And I say mm. good. But uh, speaking <laughs> with comicbook.com in support mm -hmm. of a new film, VHS 85, in which he, is, I think, is one of a few directors that provided stories for this uh, mixtape as they're describing it of a horror film. Mm. Uh, Derrickson oh. said he has exciting plans should he bring us back to the fantasy world of Labyrinth. But uh, he said that while he's proud of the work he did on the potential follow-up, uh, he also said it's so imaginative and so real that there's no way it can be done cheaply. It is a tough mm. movie for a studio to feel confident that it was, that it has enough, that it has enough commercial value to earn a profit. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. And I will add, and who's going to see this? Like Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hasn't the ship sailed on the potential of doing a sequel on yeah. this movie now? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
it's not even a borderline cult classic, maybe. I know no. plenty of people mm-hmm. that have never seen it. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Well, the one with David Bowie. What? He did what kind of movie? <laughs> yeah. To movie? the point that, yeah, yeah. It's And plus, there's, I mean, in the article, they even talk about, like, they're looking to recast David Bowie, which I understand you got to do that because the gentleman has passed, but who's going to fill those shoes? I'm going to fill those pants. Yeah. <laughs> His entire wardrobe, mm. perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, such a presence. That's, yeah, it's a uphill battle. Yeah. Yeah. And and Henson is gone as well. You know, it's, it was his mm-hmm. film and mm-hmm. probably his most popular movie or well-known movie that doesn't have a Muppet in it. <laughs> but you know, what strikes me even more is that I think a possible takeaway from the film Labyrinth, right, is it was a dream. I mean, yeah. there's so many things that point mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. In fact, the very yeah. simple observation that many of the characters in the film are dolls or pictures or toys mm-hmm. in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Right. So it seems yes. very much, I mean, very likely it was like a Wizard of Oz type thing. So what is the sequel? They'd have to right. wipe that yeah. out. No, it wasn't a dream. This really right, does right. exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just- she can have another dream. Now she's grown. She has a child <laughs> and she falls asleep again. And it's yeah. about another, you know. Yeah, it was really just her subconscious teaching her to be nice to her kid brother. That's mm-hmm. what it was. I don't think there's a really compelling follow-up. I think yeah. it could just stand alone. And it does. If, if you feel like you know, or for, or say, let's say you know a movie is a dream or there's other, some other kind of conceit that says what you're watching mm. isn't real. Yeah. Does that remove the stakes for you or do you feel like it's you're still able to feel like they're, you're invested in the mm. story? It's not my favorite thing, but yeah. I, yeah. I still... Uh, whatever I was going wow at or feeling, mm-hmm. I that still sticks with me. Mm-hmm. I especially hate when things turn out to be a dream. I think mm-hmm. Labyrinth is a little different. It kind of, if you read between the lines, you're like, oh, I see that was a dream. Uh, you could start yeah. putting it together before you even find out that it's supposed to be a dream, right? So, mm-hmm. but it's things like the, like, like when it's a dream all of a sudden as this just way to write the people out of a corner or, yeah, or when a dream kind of. invalidates yeah. the entire, like the end of Newhart or, or yeah, the, the, the oh. yeah, when he, he woke up and it was actually a whole different series and the entirety of like seven seasons was just a dream he had. Yeah. Like, well, That's I'm not going to watch that now because it doesn't even happen and you know, it didn't yeah. happen. So I guess in answer to your question, took me a while to get there. It does matter, especially yeah. mm-hmm. if I'm tricked at the end, if mm-hmm. it was set up that way. And I know it was, and I can tell, I feel better about it. But so you, you remind me, seeing elsewhere had a similar terrible ending like that, where it was all in the oh, child's right. mind. Okay. Was wow. it a snow globe or was that some other yeah, series? Yeah, snow globe, yeah. That's the big reveal. Was like, that, there's a scene elsewhere okay. inside the snow globe yeah. or something. I didn't watch the series, but I remember something about a snow globe. Yeah. And I don't think it really bothers me because no. I can still feel what I was feeling. Yeah, what she was feeling was full of popcorn. <laughs> All the popcorn you just ate was eaten in a dream. You've got to start over now. (laughs) (laughs) Refill. And finally, in 1980s news, as reported reported on The Tonight Show, Jennifer Beals reveals the source of her iconic look in Flashdance. Flashdance was one of the biggest box office hits in 1983. It earned over $200 million Mm -hmm. at the box office and an Academy Award for its titular song, Mm-hmm. Uh, in a recent appearance on The Tonight Show, host Jimmy Fallon asked Beals about the origin of her iconic open neck sweatshirt look, right? Yeah. I say that, you know what we're talking about because- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you see it everywhere yeah, after that. That's right. Because mm-hmm. she's got the, the jazzercise outfit on underneath it, and then she's mm-hmm. got the big sloppy, awkwardly cut, oh, mm-hmm. man, it's like glasses in a library all over again. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know if it was glasses or you were- like as if as if you were wearing one, John. You were adjusting your shoulders like you're trying to. Oh. I, I was I was imagining squeezing in with Jennifer. Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, it's oversized. We could both fit. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot. Yeah, it's loose on her. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beals explained to Fallon that quote it was based on a fashion accident. I had my favorite sweatshirt in high school, and I put it in the dryer for too long at a really high heat, so the mm. neck part shrunk, and I couldn't get my head through it. So I just cut out the hole. End quote. There you go. And then when Beals <laughs> wore that sweatshirt to a wardrobe fitting for the film, director Adrian Lin and costume designer Michael Kaplan loved the look so much, they made a version of it, a costume version of it, for her to wear in the film. That's awesome. That's I had <laughs> never known that. I had never even put together that, you know, the fact that we associate that look, and John, like John's saying, that it became this combination of uh, 
you know, a jazzercise in that look. And in fact, in that show physical, I'm pretty sure Rose Byrne's character, they're wearing that while they're, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think so. That it originated <laughs> in that film. I didn't even put that together. It just seems mm-hmm. so ubiquitous in the night of the 1980s, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have yeah. pointed at that as yeah. uh, Oh, there's the origin. Yeah. But then yeah. that she did it by accident based on a fashion faux pas or something. You know how much stuff I shrink in my dryer and nothing comes of it? I just have to throw it away. <laughs> well, let that be a lesson to you. The next thing you shrink in your dryer, yep. butcher it with scissors, yeah. wear it to your next audition. Uh-huh. You got a brand. There you go. A trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Right. Will's tiny shirts. Get well, yours yeah. today. And I was thinking more like my jeans shrink. So I cut the waistband off of them. So I have like the reverse of oh. Daisy Dukes. The top oh, ass of my, the top of my ass is hanging out and the bottom <laughs> and down is covered. <laughs> they call that plumber butt. <laughs> but John, yes. I'm wearing glasses mm-hmm. the whole time. Oh, I'm going to need another popcorn <laughs> bucket. I probably shouldn't mention that. I mean, I don't think I had the sweatshirt look, but I sure had the, the, the dance outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the leg yeah. warmers yeah. and the leotards. Oh yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was cut that Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse sweatshirt that you had. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, and yep. Paramount Plus had announced a sequel of a, a sequel TV series of the film in February of, of, of last year, but we haven't heard anything about it since. And, and I will say, much like Labyrinth, I think we're fine with that. That's okay. We don't need that. Yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a great idea for a series. It probably doesn't have to be stitched onto Flashdance, though. Yeah, right. no. do, do your own no. thing. Yeah, and it's, it's, and, and it's, as a sequel series, like, so does that mean Jennifer Beals comes back, but she's what forty years older and? That movie was so mm-hmm. much about her struggle to, you know, make it in the dance world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So now she made it. So I don't know. I guess I don't feel that invested in her character after that mm-hmm. as I did in that particular journey. Yeah. It's the story. It was about the story. Unless she's yeah. now a librarian, in which case I'm yeah. back on board. Oh, yeah. it was all a dream. <laughs> and it was all a dream. Oh, perfect. <laughs> hey, that was 1980s news. Hey, our independent podcast is brought to you every week by folks just like you. So if you'd like to help us out, please follow us on the podcast platform you're listening to right now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share an episode on Facebook. All of these actions just take a moment and are 100% free. But if you'd like to chuck in a buck and help us keep publishing the show week after week, please visit us at 1980snow.com slash support to find out how you can send us a dollar or two. And thank you so much. It means a lot. I'm, I'm late on this, but it just occurred to me if she's eating yeah. popcorn at the same time, yeah, maybe then you'd be on board. So what? Glasses? Glasses, popcorn, eating popcorn, sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. She's got to have the, other, the whole thing mm-hmm. on too, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the, whole the look. Is, yeah. The look, Tight. yeah. Oh, yeah. Leg yep. warmers, would that be important? I don't know if it's important, but it doesn't hurt, yeah. How about the color? Pink and purple, Pink? yeah. Purple, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. We're just weird sciencing together yeah. somebody that we want to see. I think we just created Kelly LeBrock at the end of Weird, weird Science, specifically. It could be, yeah. Coaching yep. the gym. There you go. Or, you know. <laughs> Every decision yeah. is how close does it get us to Weird Science. Yeah. <laughs> what was funny is just watching the two of you like this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, I was <laughs> I was honestly trying to do an assessment <laughs> to see if, if, uh, if that sound was going to kick in or not, but I didn't ever heard it, so. Somehow we didn't re- re- reach the level of it. Oh, no. Yeah. I, That's what I was listening for. Something's wrong. Yeah. What sound are you waiting for? What did I miss? They want no wonder. Oh, oh, because it's spontaneous and you have yeah. no control over that. I button. don't. No. That's yeah, right. Of course. It, it's no, spontaneous. It's you know, like when you first hit puberty and oh, never mind. Oh. I don't know why we're determined to just look. look I've already reared his ugly head. I told you guys this. <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced that we didn't lose a guest because of last week's episode. I mean, I don't. Right. Right. I don't know. So why are we doing this still? Because it's us. I can only be what I am. Sorry. There you go. All right. right, Hey, speaking of not having a guest, we're going to do fine without that, right? We're going to do fine here. Yes. Talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. it. So, yeah. So, look, I had hoped to talk about, again, I've got some other folks theoretically lined up. To touch base on some different aspects of <laughs> theoretically until they hear this not, episode, you notice I'm not announcing any names nope. until it's recorded. Uh, but about different aspects of my my book, which is set in the 1980s, and I realized we, you know, we have. I feel like that we've talked about it a lot, but it's only because I've been working on it a lot. We yeah, only we talked, talked about, about it, the it once. a lot. Well, yeah, so one time, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So again, I guess high level. First of all, it's called Outcasts, which is you know, and it's spelled mm-hmm. uh, in the way I love that, that name. 
what, what mm-hmm. referring to the caste system that uh, at least you know mm-hmm. I think. I think I think I've learned that it's a, a more of a Western concept that was sort of imposed on Indian culture, and not mm. while they do have this the these notions, these ideas of different, uh, you know, economic either by economic status or, f- or family lineage or, or religion. There's these sort of you know different uh, groups, and some of them are looked as lower than others. I don't believe right. they, I don't mm. believe internally they had referred to it as a caste system. I think that's. I recall it was mm. some kind of, it's like from a Brazilian, Portuguese word that was somehow, anyway. But anyway, sure. yeah, it's, called yeah, out, yeah. it's called outcast as a play on that. Um, but in short, and most yeah. important to our discussion today is the fact that the protagonist, an Indian uh, teen who immigrates to the United States, mm-hmm. immigrates at the beginning of the 1980s, just when hip hop is developing, you know, or mm-hmm. it, it obviously began earlier than that in the 70s. As, but things started to coalesce in the early 1980s between the music and the dance and the graffiti, you know, the four pillars of hip hop, the five pillars, if you throw in uh, uh, knowledge of history, which I think uh, African and mm. insisted is the fifth pillar. Mm. But mm-hmm. that time is fascinating to me, you know, and I had a choice of when mm-hmm. to set this novel and what, for these kids. And I could have said it later in the 1980s when it was mainstream and it was commercial and literally, because you saw it on commercials, when it was music videos and films, lots of right. films. Or, mm-hmm. or middle of the 1980s, where you've had folks see Breakin' and Beach Street, which came out in 1984, uh, you know, and you've got uh, mm-hmm. Rocket, Herbie Hancock, all, all these things that, uh, you know, it's a little bit earlier, so we're seeing it start to infiltrate uh, mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Or, ultimately, the choice I made with was earlier than that. So I think my I think it's set in 82 or 83. Oh, I'd have to look. I don't remember. <laughs> But my, it's and I decided to do that because I wanted it to be still be small and sort of quaint yeah. and yeah, unique and mysterious, mm-hmm. and that the characters had a they were curious about it, so they had to work at finding out about it. But, but maybe even for a couple of reasons too, because one because there's not like the internet to look it up, like tell me more about breaking. So there's that because of the air that it's in, but mm-hmm. also because it was just burgeoning. Yeah. You weren't mm-hmm. even sure that everybody you ran into on the street had even heard of it yet. Mm-hmm. So you had, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like you could have called the librarian back to the library. Sorry. You There's call the librarian, librarian and go, <laughs> you know, like tell it. me what is, what is breaking? And then be like, mm-hmm. I mean, stop, stop your car with the, I don't know, the pedal on the floor. <laughs> Not everybody even knew what the heck it was. Right. And origin stories are always the best kind of stories. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. And, again, and it's Absolutely. fascinating to me. And I had the, I guess the fortune. I love the area I grew up in because, yeah. you know, by, by yeah. proximity to New York City, I feel like I had access to things that maybe took a little longer to reach other areas of the country. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where I grew up, literally right next door to New York City, you know, we had their radio, their television, you know, whatever hit that. That's what we that's what our broadcasting was, you know, wasn't uh, mm-hmm. wasn't some local New Jersey station necessarily. Those existed. But uh, a lot of the big stuff mm-hmm. obviously came out of New York. But among that, the fact that hip hop was born out of New York, you know, the the, the, it's either going to be the Bronx. It's going to, it's the Bronx to one aspect with regard to the <laughs> or, dance and, you know, DJing, mm-hmm. but a, I mean, uh-huh. obviously a lot of rap artists came out of the, out of Queens and elsewhere mm-hmm. throughout the city. Um, but that it started to spread like John's saying pre, you know, digital age uh, mm-hmm. and ultimately television's enough radios enough, obviously to start spreading the word, mm-hmm. but there's this window yep. where it started mm-hmm. to hit critical mass and somehow spread to these first, it makes sense, the geographical regions right around there. Yeah. Right. But I was, and looking back and writing my book, I'm like, how? How did this happen though? Like <laughs> You lived it. <laughs> how did it happen? And in and, and part of being in my 50s now, although I started writing this book, you know, we said over a decade ago, <laughs> is not being sure about some of these memories, you mm-hmm. know? But it, it seems that my recollection is it was almost like oral tradition, you know, where somebody would, Witness somebody do something on mm-hmm. the street and then go mm-hmm. back and tell a friend like this crazy thing and try to replicate it. Mm-hmm. And then you'd run into some kids who somehow they had also had that experience, except they, their cousins sat, you know, sat around and taught them what they learned. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of built from there. I think quite honestly for me, I, I told you my novels pr- sort of in the pre, you know, sort of, uh, you know, but certainly it's way, it's, it's set way before the media explosion that ultimately works. We're sort of oversaturated with, you know, breaking and uh, yep. in the late eighties and early nineties where, you know, they're trying to sell everything uh, from like pop tarts <laughs> to sneakers with having somebody rap and do some cool dance. Well, yeah. Right. When it's grassroots, yeah. it's cool. And then yeah. when, when all of a sudden it gets to big enough that 
is recognizable enough that you can then attach it to marketing and branding and movies and TV shows yeah. and everything. And it mm-hmm. is everywhere, just like it did with with everything, right? With any mm-hmm. kind of cultural change in music, you know, suddenly everybody's wearing the flash dance outfit, right? Because it's like, well, I saw it here and it's a big deal and now it's everywhere. And then it's overplayed to the point where only the people that really loved it in the first place who were grassroots and weren't just glomming onto it because it was in media Mm -hmm. are the ones left behind that actually, it's almost like when the, when the tide goes down, who's still standing, you know? I'm very sure it was at a saturation point when I first became aware Mm -hmm. of breaking it. And I say break dancing, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I know, yeah. I, now I know yeah. what breaking is, but it it must have been on MTV. Mm-hmm. I I did see movies in the eighties, but I don't know. I didn't see, um, I didn't see breaking. I didn't see uh, mm-hmm. the movies that would have had that as a main feature at that time. Um, and, and there was nobody breaking on the street corner in my town mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, I didn't just see it, you know, going mm-hmm. around, uh, the local area. It, it had to have been MTV, I think featured yeah. in a video. I think mine was being influenced by kids at school mm-hmm. who, because I, I also was not seeking out, you know, hip hop. And so I told you early on, I wasn't really listening to hip hop because mm-hmm. um, my family, we just had one kind of music and that was it. But now as you're getting exposed to other things and I saw kids like, what are they doing? I mean, dancing is mm-hmm. one thing, but People, this is not a musical I'm living in. People just don't spontaneously break into square dancing in the middle of the hallways. <laughs> but kids in the hallway were popping and locking and they were wow. in the, you know, during the lunch break, they would have, you know, some cardboard they'd brought from home in the back of somebody's car and they were messing wow. around out back. Yeah. Like it used to be where huh. the kids were smoking. Well, they, they're still smoking, but now they're also yep. breaking, mm-hmm. actually. Smoking and breaking. <laughs> during yeah. lunch break. Yeah. And Will, where did you break? I think my 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 strongest memories are mid eighties. I think we started. Me and my friends started doing. I want to say eighty three or eighty four. And I have mm-hmm. some memories that I can pinpoint that are squarely in eighty four or eighty five, based on what song came out. Because I remember like a song would mm-hmm. come out, like oh, we got to use that song, you know, uh-huh. get that song on uh-huh. tape. Uh-huh. You know, I just rewatched. The th- I just watched the Thriller video with my daughter because her dance school is doing. The thriller dance, oh, you know, cool. some different places for Halloween. For Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And I had a memory I recalled because I immediately said to her, oh, we got to wait to the end because there's this part. And at the end, after <gasps> this video ends and he's revealed, he's still, you know, the sort of surprise ending. No spoilers. Yeah. During the credits, they show the dream for like zombies, you know, popping and locking. Yes. And mm-hmm. I remember yes, as I've of seen that. then- me and my friend, mm-hmm. well, first of all, me and my friend, we would pause and rewind the Thriller video to, to learn the video. So we, we were going to do it at a dance, you know. Oh, I yeah. don't know that we ever had the courage to do it. John does. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> we ever had the courage to do that. But we were fascinated by the pop, pop and, poppers and lockers. Yeah. And I remember knowing what that was even then. It's like, oh, those, look, those are the guys doing that thing. I don't remember if we knew what it yeah. was called. But then trying to imitate that as well. So as, as early as that, which was 82, I think. We wow. were already yeah, yeah. familiar with what that was. We'll just called it doing the zombie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I, I have, you know, Kat, you're talking about down the shore and you remind me that, um, so I, and ultimately what my friends and I were doing, we were breaking outside. Like we would practice inside uh-huh. in someone's basement with a piece of linoleum or something like that. But okay, uh-huh. mostly it was outside uh-huh. with some, it sounds cliche, but it was true. Outside with a piece of cardboard, you know, cardboard. flattened. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. the biggest piece you could find, a refrigerator box or something yeah, like that. Yeah, That's right. An appliance, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. We learned linoleum was too slippery. You know, like if you had oh. a scrap piece of linoleum oh. from someone's kitchen job, you know, <laughs> that was dangerous, you, you know. Mm. Well, and I <laughs> learned that <laughs> you can get a burn from linoleum because mm-hmm. it has a little bit of grip to it too. It's oh, not, yeah. it's slippery, but it also has, mm. if it's not perfectly smooth, it has some grip. That's true. Yeah, there's some texture to it. It's it's non-slip linoleum. Like that's opposite of what we need, actually. We need very slip linoleum. There's Mm -hmm. some stories behind these tales I want to hear sometime. Mm. (laughs) I found out that- uh... I want to see John's knees where he's like, look, 1987. (laughs) So I remember we were, I think we were cribbing stuff from these different music videos, you know, and Mm -hmm. then- in sure. 84, we had Beat Street came out, which I remember we were cribbing from there because I remember we would like <laughs> go back a second time to see like one of the battles and just like, all right, what is it? And, <laughs> and Breaking came out, which is, you know, that's West Coast. So it's a different, that's, that's popping and locking and electric, yeah, yeah. that style of dancing. But we, mm-hmm. we were, you know, primarily the goal was to dance on the street. And at some point we were, we would walk around our city, like looking for people that also were dancing to either wow. battle or to hang out with or learn other stuff, you know? 
so hmm. cool. Um, <laughs> but I, but I remember, <laughs> I remember by again, it had to be like eighty three or eighty four because I remember, I want to say it was Shaka Khan. I feel for you. I remember us practicing too. Well, ultimately yeah. we were dancing to this Boogie Boys song, which I'd have to look up when it came out. But <laughs> down the sh- my cousin lived down the shore. And mm-hmm. he had said, uh, hey, there's a there's gonna be a breaking contest down here, you know, with big prizes. Oh. It was like a hundred dollars or something. I don't know. Nineteen ninety three wow. or whatever. And it's gonna be judged by the dynamic breakers, you know, which were a big oh. deal at the time. They weren't the rock steady crew, but they were a big deal. Part I think uh-huh. they were part of the dynamic rockers originally, and then they started their own thing. Anyway, I still have a postcard huh. from it. I'm pretty sure advertising it uh, somewhere in here. Oh my mm-hmm. God. But so That's he was cool. like, hey, you know, and again, me and my friends are from Jersey City. And we had our own little crew. It was like, we should go down the shore to this contest. We're going to crush. They don't even know what this is. <laughs> like Kat says, right? It's going to be the easiest $100 or whatever it was we've ever made. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably had never made any money by that point. But we wind up getting, there's this, you know, it's almost like... Uh, Again, I don't know how these things get around, but there was a kid in our neighborhood uh, who who was called White Boy Jay. Okay. And White Boy Jay was just, you know, he was regarded as a guru, you know? Uh, uh-huh. he, I don't know how he knew it. I th- Actually, I think I did know. I think he spent time in New York. He was in the Bronx okay. or somewhere hanging out mm-hmm. with a crew. And then he, mm-hmm. he lived where we lived, though, in Jersey City. So he would bring back all this. And he had disappeared for a oh. time and come back like, you know, like Luke <laughs> after being in Dinkaba. <laughs> He had trained enough and he oh, was, good, he went away. He was a popper. He wasn't like a, he didn't go down on the floor and do, you know, like a bottom oh. rock or he wasn't doing stuff floor work, but, but uh, uh, power moves, but he was a popper and he could crush anybody that we, in our city, you know? Wow. So somehow we, we asked him, we approached him, you know, like one would approach a Jedi master Will you train us? Will you teach us? Will you help us develop a routine so that we can go down to this contest and t- take money away from these rooms? <laughs> they, they don't know what's coming, oh, yeah. do they? He agreed wow. to do this. And so, you know, me and my buddies, we would meet in my basement and, and White Boy Jay would come and we would develop a routine slowly. Uh, I still remember the beginning of it because it's laughable. Oh, because he, 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 oh, no. he had this vision where it was going to be kind of theatrical. <laughs> Uh-huh. This is so corny. <laughs> oh my but gosh. he had us, we just thought we were going to dance, but he's like, no, let's start off like this. You know, and he split us, our little crew up into like two sections, you know, two sides, as if we were competing mm-hmm. sides from different crews. And we, and we, oh. we, we were to act out like we were about to fight. We're going to have a physical like altercation. It. It's like a play yeah. to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. cool. You know, because uh-huh. part of the history of, uh, you know, uh, breaking in, in the Bronx as it developed was that it, the gangs would get involved in it. And eventually over time, mm-hmm. these dance battles replaced some of the otherwise, you know, violent altercations that they were. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how the Lord goes. That's showmanship right there. I can appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I can appreciate wanting yeah. to add a layer of not intrigue, but like, okay. what are they doing? Yeah. What's happening? And then it erupts <laughs> into that's a great right. dance. Because these rooms yeah. don't yeah. know. They're going to think we're really going to fight. <laughs> but, and, and this is the corny part was, so we would approach like we're going to fight. And then he had us, yeah. one of us say a line, like a third person came in not in the story originally, like Deus Ex Machina, would come in and part the two people apart and say, yo, don't fight for it, dance for it. Oh. <laughs> and then the music would come on. Oh my God. Even then we knew it was corny. But- totally convincing too. I'm sure that line was delivered with the, it's like oh Oscar God, it's caliber. Terrible. Yeah. Dance <laughs> for it, yo. Dance for it. But after a few <laughs> sessions meeting with White Boy Jay in my basement to practice, develop this routine, uh-huh. he stopped showing up. <gasps> no. And so we were left to our own devices and, you know, wow. we had, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably we didn't have as much experience or training or skills as we would ultimately, you know, a little bit later at this time, yeah. it was still pretty new to us. Uh, yeah. So what we developed on our own was not going to be what he would help us do, but we had something. It's not like he went away and got all these new skills yeah. and brought them back no, to you. He never came back. No, yeah. He just went away. And oh, part of it so was sad. also was he was going to be in it. So, you oh, know, not only yeah. was he, actually, mm-hmm. I think he, he was the one who did, yeah, he's the one who did the line now that I think about it. Yeah. Oh. He's the one who did the line, you know, so he was center stage and we were excited about that. Cause again, the guy just crushed mm-hmm. uh, anyway, but he didn't show up. And so <laughs> it came time. It was the date of the contest down Jersey shore somewhere. And oh it was at some convention hall or something like that. Asbury park convention. I hall? I don't remember. 
But maybe wow. this will help in a moment because <laughs> oh my gosh, we were like, what are we going to do? We don't have yeah. you know Jay to be with us anymore. We barely have a routine. Mm-hmm. We're kind of half winging it. Oh, you know what? Look, we're going to crush these rubes. We'll just go and just do whatever we would normally do. We'll improvise. You know, we'll toss it around. <laughs> you know, you throw it to one other person. They'd start dancing it back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so we get there. Uh oh. The place is enormous. Uh huh. I mean, it it couldn't maybe at Asbury Park. I don't know, but it was. It wasn't like, you know, like giant stadium, big cat, but there were mm-hmm. tiers of seats. Yes. Is that Asbury Park? I used to go there all the time okay. wow. for wrestling matches. Okay. My dad used to take us there okay. to see uh, all kinds of famous wrestling. I mean, this was, okay. it was part of the, the, you know, big time circuit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it was the there tour, tiers, right? Exactly. Tiers yeah. of seats and we get popcorn and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big, big place. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. Yeah. <laughs> So it wasn't like at a, yeah. a, a VFW or something like we expected. Right. We were just oh, yeah. kids. So was we it right on the boardwalk? Yeah. I don't remember that. Huh. But remember, okay. we got there. It was gigantic. And it was packed. Yeah. Wow. And so first, so suddenly like, okay, well, well, this isn't what we thought it was going to be. But all right, we're, we're still going to do this. We're still going to do this. Wow. And then, you know, they, uh, we're, 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 you know, they just called. We, we see very quickly. They're just going to, they tell everybody. We're just going to call you by your crew name. I don't remember our crew name. I wish I did. You don't? Yeah, oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, How can you forget that? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh. Didn't you have like t-shirts you made with puffy paint? Oh, I we did for a different crew, but not for this <laughs> okay. one. Okay. Oh, I still right. have that shirt too. It's mandatory. Um, oh. I don't remember this crew's name, but we were waiting for our name to be mm. called. You know, so we don't know when we're going to be called, but it turns out yeah. there's like dozens of people, like 50, 100 crews competing. And wow. the first one goes and- they were better than anything we had seen on any movie, TV show. Oh no. It turns out that folks oh. from like New York and around the world or country were came driving in to keep <laughs> it. It was the guys? primo best of the best at this place. <gasps> mm. And oh so gosh. finally when they call our name, it's like we pretend we don't know who those people are. Oh no. no. You didn't go? You didn't you there didn't go up? No chance in hell. No, we sat in the audience. Uh, who are those yeah. schmoes? No shows. Are you oh, kidding me? No. Oof. Oh my god. There's no we stood no chance. Uh okay. but but we you know, mm-hmm. it was great to see all these acts perform and then the judges, the dynamic right. breakers, actually they performed too, I'm pretty sure. They may have wow. brought the dynamic dolls with them, which is a female offshoot of their group. Mm-hmm. What we did mm-hmm. do, the only thing we felt brave enough to do was before the show started, I think it was. They were playing, you know, hip hop music. We were doing yeah. like little routines in the aisles of the seats. Oh, you know, okay. Impressing the uh-huh. four or five people that were close enough to see us <laughs> doing things, you know. But that was before the show started, I think, because I think we were doing that already. And then you were yeah. you were the openers. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope you didn't pay a hefty uh, entry fee. I don't think we had to pay anything at all, actually. No so fee. That, that's a good point. Because right. if we did, you know, uh, yeah. whoever took us there, whatever adult would be, like, get your ass in there. It's cost me twenty five dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was some corporate sponsor. Just at that point, it was yeah. big enough people were coming from out of state mm-hmm. and yeah. driving there. Yeah, some, yeah. you know, Frito-Lay contest yeah. or something. Someone yeah, had sponsored it to go. get the prize money. I expect. Still, that's so cool. So you were entertained. You still enjoyed it. Yeah, we probably <laughs> stole more moves. We, we bit more moves. <laughs> What's it called when you, you have your whole body do this? Is it the centipede? It depends where you're from, the, it turns out. We call it the centipede, yeah. You called it the centipede. Oh. I think I tried one one yeah. time. It yeah, didn't no. work out very well. I always heard it called mm. the worm. Is that not <laughs> the, the, the talk about laying on the laying on the ground? Yeah, outside of the East yeah. Coast, it seems like people call it the worm. I always found it to be okay. decidedly mm. uncomfortable. Smacking your yeah. chest and stomach oh, on the chest and stomach are fine. I wasn't so much worried oh. about oh, that I getting see. squished. Uh-huh. Squishing oh. the grapes a bit, mm. if you will. <laughs> they were no wonder. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, there it goes. There it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Somehow it knows what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. until later, I'll say a year or so later, that I felt more adept at dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that we battled all that much walking around. We did make friends and we wound up getting a larger crew together because we met some other kids that had smaller crews. It was like, there's two people, we're three people. All right, now it's five of us, you know, another six. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember we would run into very often anybody that we could battle against, maybe once or twice, okay. you know, and okay. we were probably all of around the same skill. You know, there wasn't anybody blowing mm-hmm. us away like, you know, that we, the, the folks that we witnessed uh, that strangely in the middle of, you know, s- South Jersey, which I never <laughs> would have expected. South? Yeah. South Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
South. Uh, yeah. Anything South of uh, Newark, I would say is South Jersey, right? We've talked about New this. Jersey 101.5 radio station mm-hmm. with, within the past couple of months, yeah. they are the radio station for central New Jersey. You know why they're saying that? They want to distance themselves from South Jersey. (laughs) Nobody wants to be known as South Jersey. Now I just remembered a moment where, uh, again, I felt better at at, at breaking was, it was really because I I was in high school at this point, freshman year. And because I had tried uh, a number of other sports, I ultimately did gymnastics because it turns out I don't like to run long distances. I don't like Mm -hmm. running either. No. (laughs) Uh, What else did I try? Swimming. I thought for sure I was going to get swimming. I didn't get swimming. Uh, you anyway. did gymnastics? Yeah, so I did gymnastics for like a year or whatever it was. Huh, cool. um, and that only allowed me to strengthen, you know, the, the moves that I had learned breaking and also add incorporate gymnastics moves, you know. Mm. And I remember one time, and this is, maybe this is sort of the flip side of that story that I just told you, because it was a school dance. I remember the song that was playing. It was oh. Dougie Fresh. The Get Fresh Crew, the show. Uh-huh. You know, okay. the one that oh, uh, yeah. the keyboard plays the Inspector Gadget theme and they have two DJs mm-hmm. scratching. Ooh, Barry yes. B and Chilwell. Um, and and uh, it was a school dance at my elementary school, but I had graduated already, but they would have summer dances that were thrown by some oh. youth organization for teenagers. Okay. And um, I remember mm-hmm. being there with some friends that also, you know, we would break dance, you know, we had, but I, I guess I wasn't in high school yet by the time the song came out, I don't think, because I think it came out in August of 85, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I had just started high school. Anyway. No, lights, you didn't start high school until. September um, of 85, probably, right? Yeah. 86. No. No, oh, you're right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you That's graduated wrong. like May of 85. We finished freshman year 86. Yeah. Anyway, right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a school dance. And I remember at the school dance seeing, you know, a number of folks that I had seen, that I had known in the neighborhood, either by reputation or friends or frenemies kind of thing. And including these mm-hmm. guys that were just assholes. And okay. I wouldn't say they bullied me necessarily, but they were bullies, you know? Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of them among them was a guy who fancied himself to be a good dancer. And he was kind of strong, mm-hmm. so he could do some floor stuff pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I had, I had something going for me. One was, again, I, I must've, it must've been the fall of 85. Okay. I had some gymnastics moves I had learned. I had some experience mm-hmm. a year or so about, about breaking. And the lights at the gymnasium or auditorium in the elementary school were dark and there were disco, <laughs> there was a disco ball and strobe oh. lights. Oh. So it was oh, kind of hard to really clearly see what was going on. <laughs> and yeah. I remember <laughs> Dougie Fresh, the show was playing and some kids uh-huh. started dancing like a circle far, forms. Cause look, yes. this is still an era yeah. and we're still a country. This is probably true today, right? Guys don't dance. They wall, you know, they're wallflowers. Girls <laughs> dance. Pretty often. Yeah. So the guys mm-hmm. will slow dance. Their wife will drag them out to the dance floor. But <laughs> no, we were dancing at the or me. SFGE because we're different. We're fun. But yeah. the <laughs> the um, circle forms and some guys start breaking and, you know, I want to do it too. So I do something and I do a little routine and I wind uh-huh. up doing this, you know, I'm doing these sort of floor moves and I do it into some stuff I learned into gymnastics, which was like, which like amounted to, yeah. I don't know. I was, I don't know how I got on my feet from this one thing, but it was like being <laughs> on the floor doing what's like bottom rocking. And then somehow I ro- flipped over onto my feet into a, a one-handed round off. <laughs> this sounds so funny. Oh my Into gosh. a backhand extension, which if folks know, you kind of hit your feet from the round off. So you're facing mm-hmm. perpendicular to the cartwheel. You roll back onto wow. your behind and then you uh-huh. roll, keep rolling back until you, you're now up on, you're doing a handstand. Mm-hmm. Wow. And if you've got enough momentum. Like, like an arched handstand almost, right? You kind of arched. It didn't even arch. Yes. Straight up. Oh no. Straight up. Okay. But, oh my gosh. And then from that, if you've got enough momentum, you just go straight up into the air and boom, land on your feet. Wow. You did this? Yeah. I used to, yeah. Oh, Kat, I'm so sad that I can't do it now. I tried to do it this summer <laughs> for my daughter. I was like, cause learning these kinds of things. I'm like, well, daddy could do it. I thought my wrists were going to break. I mean, <laughs> the more you oh describe this now yeah. and, and the way you're comparing it and merging it with gymnastics, it makes me think yeah. a lot of break and floor work is not that far removed from pommel horse work mm-hmm. yeah. where you have yeah. points on the horse that you have to do yeah. moves and oh. swing your body around with. Yeah. It's a similar, I'm sure a similar balance and skills. So I can see how yeah. it was almost like a secret weapon that you studied some 
some ballet, some dance, some dance mm-hmm. other than that, that you can then yeah, yeah. Like, use those skills to enhance what you're doing uh, with breaking, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And wow. even breaking itself, how it evolved, it, you know, it was incorporating these different dance floor, forms mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. gymnastic moves, et cetera. Yeah. To create these styles. So yeah, you're right, John. A lot of it revolves the same muscle groups and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, but, but I didn't know wow. doing this thing for me uh, was simple enough, oh, yeah. you know, because I was, you know, all mm-hmm. of 14 years old or something like that. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of 88 pounds or something like that. And so it was easy enough for me to do. And I thought, this is pretty cool. I like doing this. It's fun. And I'm good at it because I've been doing it for a while. But uh-huh. what I didn't realize because of the lighting, uh-huh. people thought I went from the floor and did a did a backflip onto my feet because oh it's the strobe it going so fast. Yes. They were yes. convinced I somehow <laughs> rolled off the floor, did a backflip, landed on my feet because people were stunned. Wow. <laughs> you looked even cooler than you really looked. Yeah. And I didn't for a while. I was wow. just like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, hey, people are like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. What the? And I thought, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But you know, I just thought like I defied gravity or not, but they thought I did. But they mm-hmm. thought yeah, you so. did. <laughs> Suddenly these guys oh, who I refer to as assholes were, you know, quasi bullies. Oh, they saw me differently. Yeah. And this one kid who oh. was getting, who I think a butt for that was ready to jump in and start dancing next. He did not dance. He oh. didn't. It was more like when I came out, he was like, man, that was really good. He, he was like your crew at the competition. I was thinking that. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was like, nope. I, I, nope. My name was not on the list. Correction. No, I don't want to follow Will. Yeah. That's amazing. That's probably the. Highlight of my brief career, you know, as a street dancer, <laughs> which is a stretch to even say that. Well, I love that story. Yeah. I'm sure you lived on that fame for a while, didn't you? Well, in my heart, John, in my heart, oh. 100%. That's enough. And as long as it was for you. You remind good. me that I ran into that kid like days later or a week later. And he, oh. he was like, oh, you guys, you see what Will did? He, I got to tell you about this thing. He does a backflip. <laughs> He's suddenly your advocate telling your legend. Isn't and that I great? I don't think yes. I argued with him. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Mm. All right. Hey, look, look again. Uh, this is what we're going to do from time to time. I would love to hear folks, other folks' stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you live in the world? How did you hear about breaking? Did you do it? Did people do it on the mm-hmm. street? Uh, mm-hmm. We would love to know. Uh, please uh, write us at Will at 1980s. Now, uh, find us on Facebook, uh, uh, other places on socials, and send us a message. We'd love to share your stories and just learn about them. Now, before you go, Will, yes. I yeah. promised you I was going to do this. So yep. I've, got the, I've got the spreadsheet here. Oh, great. So yes. last time we spoke, <laughs> you were at 85% progress <laughs> yeah. on your novel. Mm-hmm. Now, I did some quick mathematics, yeah. and effectively, mm-hmm. as we speak, there are about 12 weeks left in the year. Oh, oh boy. That's a couple weeks oh. ago. So mm-hmm. we, we were roughly, we do need 1% a week to stay on track, or okay. you're going to be behind your deliverables. Wow. Ooh. So we were 85% when we last spoke. Yep. To be yeah. on pace, yep. to finish at the end of the year, you need to be at about 87. Where do you think you are in terms of progress of completion hmm. of your novel? John, I Ooh. believe I am exactly at 87. And I hadn't even done the okay. math you're talking about, but yeah, just roughly based on what look I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I don't know that I'll be good. I don't know that this will always be the case because some of the stuff I'm going to have to do, I think is going to require more of an effort. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said it that way because I hadn't realized that I'm still at least two weeks later still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's rough math, but there's, yeah. it's roughly okay. a percent per week you need to accomplish okay. in order cool. to achieve your goal of finishing at the end of the year. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep you honest. Every time I we do one of these, that. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to update it and see where we're at. Okay. Very good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome. Someone has to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's got to keep your ass in line. Yes. All right. Slacker. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I better go do some more editing. Uh, that was our That's show. Right. <laughs> and our show is brought to you. Thanks in part to our early adopters like Rick Parker and Karen Flieger. Yay, Karen. <laughs> And thank you especially to our Secret of Our Success Level Patreon supporters like Tony Great, Nick Great. Guillory, Go Nick. Craig Coletta, Get it, Craig. Matt Marino, John man. Henderson, Brandon John. Greer, and Brad. Marcus Taylor. Yay. Thank you so much, guys. We Thanks, thoroughly- guys. That's awesome. Appreciate it. And I thoroughly appreciate that so far these folks have decided to stay with us, even as I- you know, leverage our show us. here too. Why sure. wouldn't they? Yes, exactly. John, right. There and next go. time, mm-hmm. next time, I'd like to say one more name. 
Okay. I don't know who yes. it is. Mm-hmm. That's a it challenge. You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say one more additional name. I'm really hoping there's a person who wants to join us that has a really hard name for Cat to say. Just something really bonkers. <laughs> you know what? Hey, we got we got to modify it. Okay. We'll Cat will say whatever and you want. Miguel Papadopoulos. <laughs> right. It's just something difficult. To as say. long as it's not sorry, a, Miguel. A swear sorry. swear word. It's an obscenity. Cat will say we have we have the right to refuse, and she has the right to refuse to say it. Cat will say mm. maybe it's not your name. You wanted to say something else. They want no Whatever it is. <laughs> She'll say it. And I, new this I week, hope, Mr. Fortuna. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I hope somebody signs up as Jizz <laughs> Fortuna. Oh, gee, I thought you say Bip Fortuna. No, she went for Jizz Fortuna. I really yep. hope somebody signs yes. up. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, Fortuna, I was thinking about this. Like, that's a that's not an uncommon last name. That's a real last name. Mm-hmm. It's not like sure Skywalker. Is, yeah. So there's a Fortuna out there. I probably went sure. to high school with one. So mm. now mm-hmm. we just got to, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Hey. I'll, I'll say Mr. Fortuna. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Yes. That's it? You'll just say the last name? Uh, out of respect. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no matter what your first <laughs> name is. Mr. Fortuna deserves your respect. <laughs> All right. All or right. something. Hey, guys, we will talk to you next time on 1980s Now. Until next time. Hit it.